And now it's time for the BetMGM MLB podcast, powered by BetQL, with Ryan Horvath and Cody Decker on the BetQL Network. Welcome, everybody, to another incredible week of Major League Baseball, and you are getting everything you need to know right here, right now, on BetMGM MLB Podcast, powered by BetQL. I am Cody Decker, former professional baseball player, turned professional smartass on the radio, and of course, with me as always, my main man, Ryan Horvat. How you doing, Ryan? I'm good. We knew that when we uh, signed on, as we record here on Thursday, September 23rd, that there was going to be some change from whatever we said on Monday, whatever was going down in the standings, and... Uh, Look like the Yankees were free falling. Now they're back with a half yeah. game lead over the Blue Jays in the AL. And the Cardinals now have what? A four and a half game lead over the Phillies and the Reds in the wild card. Knew it was coming. And um, man, you know what? I, I will say this. I did not see, I thought the Yankees were going to continue to free fall. I thought the Blue Jays, when we came back, would have a two to three game lead over the Yanks. And that just hasn't been the case after this week. I agree with you. We did say it. We said chaos was coming. We said change was coming. It wasn't exactly the change we expected. I thought the NL was going to shift around a little bit. Instead, the Cardinals just expanded their lead. Right now, their AL, their NL lead, I should say, in that wild card spot is currently a commanding four and a half games with only 10 left to play. I think it's safe to say the St. Louis Cardinals are going to be making playoffs, which is horrific for both me to say and for you, Ryan, to hear. I think also we need to discuss, like, is Mike Schilt manager of the year? And also, like, obviously everybody knows who Paul Goldschmidt. We know who Nolan Arenado is, but it's been the young dudes. Tyler O'Neill, Dylan Carlson, like this second-half surge. Like, those have been the guys. But especially, like, with what they had to go through the beginning of the season with that rotation, I just can't believe we're sitting here and they're, what, 15, 16 games above 500 now with a a four-and-a-half game lead in the wild card. This is the year where I thought that – it was all coming to an end for St. Louis, but man, not, I can't believe the second half surge from them. Yeah, not to mention 11 wins in a row. When you win yeah. 11 wins in a row in September, odds right. are you're going to playoffs. And it looks like the St. Louis Cardinals with the commanding lead, the closest team to them right now, Cincinnati Reds and the Philadelphia Phillies, both are four and a half back. And the disappointment of the century, in my opinion, the San Diego Padres have fallen a cool six games. Out of the wild card, what can I say other than the Padres are pretty much dead in the water at this point, and we are definitely going to discuss that because we do, we actually have a slate of games that are taking place on Thursday night, but there's only one game, really, that matters to us right now, and it should only matter to you today because on Thursday, you've got Toronto in Minnesota, you got Mats on the mound, minus 150, Pineda on the mound, plus 125. What do you think about this game? Yesterday, the uh, I'm sorry, Wednesday, the Blue Jays finally dropped the game after going on a massive tear, what winning 19 of the last 23. They've been absolutely killing it. What do you think about this game on Thursday evening? Yeah, this is going to be the one game that I play Thursday evening. You know, like here as we wrap up this final couple of weeks of the season, it's it's tough to know what a lot of these teams' motivation really is. Like the Chicago White Sox, who we'll talk about, have kind of been a little – I'm a little concerned with them here the second half of the season. Maybe they're just bored, but obviously Toronto needs every win they could get. You got Mats on the mound tonight. This should be this should be a victory. The only thing that scares me a little bit is the price. Like I thought when I woke up this morning this would be like more Toronto minus 180, closer to minus 200 on Thursday night, even though it's on the road against the Twins. Mats is on the bump. 13 wins this season. I, I do like Toronto. What are your thoughts? I was also looking at the total. 
man, I kind of like the under. Am I crazy? No, you're not crazy. Like this, the line right now, the over under is set at, as we speak at nine and a half. And that's a pretty high number, especially with Matt's on the mound. And quite frankly, with Pinedo on the mound, potentially. However, I'm looking at it in a different way. I'm looking at it as a team aspect for the Blue Jays. They dropped a big game last night. They need to win tonight. It's a must win for this team to pull in within a half game of the Yankees now. I think they're going to score an outrageous amount of runs today. I'm not only looking at the over today at minus 110 in this game, but I'm also looking at the Jays on the run line because I like you. I did not like the value on the money line. However, like I said, I think this team's going to score a lot of runs today. I I do like the money on the uh, run line at plus 105. I think that's worth a look. Yeah, and this is one that they need. You know, you finish off your season, you're a half game back in New York. You have a series coming up with New York. But, I mean, everything's right in front of you. You got the Twins, you got the Yankees, and you got Baltimore, I believe, in that final series to finish out the season. So you just have to hold off the Yankees. This is a big one tonight. So I'm going to go with the team that's more motivated. I'm going to take a shot with, uh, with the Blue Jays on Thursday night. Especially after you saw the mock brawl that popped up on Wednesday evening. I don't know about you, but I am desperate desperate to see a Toronto Blue Jays versus Tampa Bay Rays ALDS that will be must watch television I want it more than any other series in Major League Baseball and by the way just to mention you mentioned Schilt the potential being manager of the year yeah that's not a bad call however I just I'm having a lot of trouble saying it ain't Gabe Kapler because everyone wasn't expecting the Giants except for of course you and me but no one else was expecting the Giants and I gotta say Gabe Kapler might be your manager of the year. Man, I mean, they've been ridiculous this season, right? Whenever you think they're going to fade away, they just don't. They So last Tuesday, that was their uh, 40th comeback victory this season, which is obviously the most in the National League. But 40 comeback wins, that's a special team right there. I think it's between those two guys, though. Yeah, it's uh, what a season it's been for San Francisco. But let's talk about the actual weekend slate of games that you should take a look at, possibly stay away from. And we got a full slate of games all throughout the weekend. Looking forward to chatting with these. Let's start right out the top. The hottest team in the game, St. Louis Cardinals. They're playing against your Chicago Cubs, Ryan. Let's be real clear. We know what the Cubs are. We love the Cubs. I'm enjoying this version of the Cubs, but we know this team is not planning on winning. And even though they're at home, this Cardinals team seems destined to never lose again. Seriously. And you look at the pitching matchups, right? So they'll have Hap go on Friday against Steele. That should be a victory on the road at Wrigley Field. Saturday, if I was in Chicago, man, I would have to uh, probably attend this game because it's John Lester making his return. There's going to be fans there. Love seeing uh, Johnny Lester. And, you know, it looked like he was just going to be a complete disaster. And everybody was just tearing into St. Louis when they made made fun of it. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to lie, I did too, because Lester looked old. I mean, Lester's looked old, but... Um, <laughs> you, Lester's you like, looked old since 2007, well, man. I mean, I got a lot of buddies that are Cardinals fans just from where I went to school, and everybody was like, what are they doing? I mean, this is a team that should be selling, and they're picking up John Lester, you know, three years past whatever prime was left for John Lester. But still, I think he's going to pitch well on Saturday, and I'm going to be back in St. Louis uh, against Chicago. And then they go against, what, Alec Mills on Sunday? I think this is a Cardinals sweep, man. I think maybe the Cubs steal one, but I don't see it happening. I'll be on the Cardinals all weekend long. You know, I'm not sure what their magic number is. It's got to be very close. The only yeah. thing that really sucks to me is that they're going to win and get their playoff berth at Wrigley Field, and there's something <laughs> about that me. that's not okay. It's no. just not okay. No, but also it's like it's just that's that's how life goes as a Cubs fan, man. Like we had a nice <laughs> – 
we had a nice little run there where I honestly thought, and I'm a wee guy, you know, not that I did anything to contribute to the team, but just me putting up with that team for the first 32 years of my life, finally getting a World Series in 2016, and then continuing to talk with my grandfather and my dad like, this is it. This is the dynasty, man. Going to be around for eight to ten years. That's the crazy thing about baseball, and that's why, unless you're a Cardinals fan, like anytime your team has a little run, like if I was in Toronto right now or if you're in Tampa or wherever the hell you're watching the Rays at, I mean, you gotta you gotta love what you're seeing because it just ends like that. Next thing you know, you'll be rooting for thirty year old rookies like Patrick Wisdom. Yeah, anyway, and that's, uh, that's my well, rant. Let's, let's stick let's stick over there in Chicago because the team that I'm actually currently most worried about in Major League Baseball is in Chicago, and it ain't the Cubs. The Chicago White Sox have not been playing their best baseball. Now they did just get back Lance Lynn; he's looked good. Now also Lucas Giolito back, and he looked good. But Carlos Rodon goes down with an injury that he visibly looked very annoyed with the other day when asking questions, answering questions about it. And I can't blame him for multiple reasons. One, he goes gets injured right before the playoffs when he needs to be the third head of that three-headed monster. Also, he's about to get paid. So it's kind of unfortunate that he's picking this time to get hurt. It sucks. I don't like it. But the White Sox haven't been swinging it well either. This team is starting to worry me a lot because going into October, you're going to have to play against Tampa Bay. You're going to have to play against Houston. You ain't getting by these teams if you're just coasting. No way, shape, or form. Both those teams have roughly 10 more wins than them. And they're currently going to play against the Cleveland Indians. And here's the deal. The White Sox are far and away better than the Indians. However, I have not liked how they looked. I've hated how their bullpen's been pitching. I do not like how the starters have been used lately, and they haven't been swinging it well. This is a series that I'm not leaning towards Cleveland. This is a series for me that is a massive stay away. Same here. I'm just staying away from both teams because I don't trust Cleveland. They've been a huge disappointment, although I did kind of expect this, to be quite honest. Um, But you look at, okay, so Chicago, I was actually just looking on my phone and I placed the World Series future on the White Sox on July 26th because they were beat up. Remember, they were injured (laughs) then. And I was like, this team's only going to get healthier. Here's the crazy thing. Since then, like at that time, they had, I believe, the fourth best run differential. Um, They were fourth in runs scored. And I want to say like fourth or third or something like that in the fewest runs allowed. So I trusted the rotation and obviously the lineup. And I said, they're only going to get healthier. They're going to unleash Michael Kopech. Since I placed that wager on, let's see, what was the date here? July 26th, they have, um, they're 500. That's the right, they're 500 right now since then. They have the 10th best run differential and they're 13th in runs scored, 9th in runs allowed, which obviously isn't terrible. But like looking at them as World Series contenders, when I already don't trust Tony LaRusa as the manager, managing that bullpen and pitching staff in the postseason, like they are playing terrible baseball. They're a 500 team since July, man. So I am a little worried about the White Sox. And you're um, absolutely right. You know what a I mean? They, going... They're getting healthier and they're not playing yeah. better. I couldn't agree with you more. A team that was injured all season and dominating, and now they're the healthiest they've been all year, and they're playing arguably their worst baseball, with the exception, of course, of Yasmani Grandal, who has right. been absolutely torturing other teams. It's been very, actually, quite frankly, fun to see. Um, let's talk a little bit about the Los Angeles Dodgers, who dropped a game on Wednesday evening against the Colorado Rockies, which is not what they needed to happen, because right now the San Francisco Giants have just been taking it to the San Diego Padres in heartbreaking losses in San Diego for the Padres. They are now up two games on the Dodgers, and it's not like the Dodgers are playing bad baseball. They're playing great baseball. 
They are killing every team they're playing. I don't think they've dropped a series in weeks. No. And they still cannot gain ground on the uh, San Francisco Giants. Dodgers got Arizona. But here's the thing. The Giants got Colorado. Now, the Colorado Rockies are better at home. And they did take a game from the Dodgers. But do you think the Dodgers can maybe, potentially, gain a game in this series? Because I don't think the Rockies are going to get swept. No. So, I mean, I think the Dodgers are just going to just unleash havoc this weekend. But I looked at it, I look at it like this, man. Like, there have been, check this out, there have been 24 instances, 24 times this season, since the start of August. Since the start of August, 24 instances where the Dodgers win a game but do not ground any game on the Giants in the NL West. Like, this team just won't go away. I couldn't believe that. That's just since August, 24 times. The Dodgers, what do they got, 97 wins, man, and they're not going to win that division most likely? Um, are you concerned with the Cody Bellinger injury? Because, I mean, what has he got, a fractured rib, I, I believe I saw? But, I mean, he's been terrible for the majority of the season, but does that worry you about them? I can't believe I'm saying this about a former MVP, but the team is better without him. That right yeah, now, it's man. Yeah, that's just the truth right now. And I'm not saying overall. Obviously, I think Cody Bellinger can get back to his normal Cody Bellinger ways next year, provided he makes the adjustments necessary to do so, not unlike what Chris Bryant did. Chris Bryant saw a problem, fixed the problem, and Chris Bryant's back into MVP caliber Chris Bryant. That's what we need. That's what the Dodgers desperately need out of Cody Bellinger going forward. However, right now, like you just said, you said the name. Gavin Lux should be playing out there over Cody Bellinger. He's right now a better player, and the Dodgers are a better team. Yeah, he finally found his swing man. And also, like, you know, Chris Taylor, I thought Chris Taylor was getting healthier. He's got, like, that neck issue. I think he'll be just fine. I think the Dodgers take care of business this weekend, though. I think so, too. I'm actually looking at a sweep. And obviously, take a look at the lines on your BetMGM app. There's not going to be any value on the money line in any game. It doesn't matter who they pitch. Take a look at the run lines. And even, quite frankly, the two-and-a-half run lines is something that you might want to play all weekend long for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And you might want to do something fairly similar with the San Francisco Giants and the Colorado Rockies. However, the way the Rockies play at home, and they played the Dodgers really hard this week and were able to snipe a game, I don't think the Rockies will get swept. And I do think the Dodgers will be able to gain a game on the Giants by the end of this weekend, which is awesome because your series coming up right around the corner. And I think that's going to be for all the marbles. Yeah, yeah, no, I completely agree. I can't wait for that. I uh, I agree. I think Colorado might steal one this weekend. But, like, again, with San Francisco, every time I say that, like on uh, – we recorded this on Thursday night. On Wednesday night, I bet against the Giants for the first time in a long, long time, man. And I was on the Padres, and I said, they're going to steal one here. They're going to steal one. Wasn't the case. I feel like I'm 0-43 this season when uh, betting against the Giants. I'm done doing it. So maybe yeah. maybe they drop one this weekend. Uh, Colorado, a much better team, obviously, at home. I don't really understand it, but I'll be staying away from that series and staying away from going against the Giants, a team that I I'm did. pretty heavily invested in. I have something heartbreaking to admit. I did the same thing as you. I faded the really? Giants on Wednesday night. Truly, truly thought that the Padres were going to win that game. I thought it was going to be a huge, highly scoring affair. You had Velasquez on the mound who did give up three in the first, and they had to go with uh, Weather, Weatherly from that point on. But yeah. you also had Scott Casimir on the mound. Like, this game should have been a 20-23 to 23 win for the Padres, and it just wasn't. And it was like, Cody, it was like the never-ending game. Didn't it feel like it was the never I, – I believe it ended – well, I'm Eastern time zone. I believe it ended at like 2 a.m. I stayed up and watched that entire thing. I mean, they made it interesting at the end. What was it, 8-6? Um but man, just disappointing. If you're really. staying up, if you're staying up until 2 a.m. on a school night, 
like you you need a good result not an eight to six loss so that yeah, that, that sucked but that right. was tough we'll but you know on. what we already talked a little bit about the al wild card and we're going to talk about the games that are really mattering for that al wild card so let's just start at the top we are going into a boston red sox new york yankees series right now in new york that's going to be starting on friday evening i i couldn't be more excited we got boston new york battling it out both are up for the playoff spots, but here's the thing. Both could also be knocked out of the playoffs as soon as Monday. It can actually happen because Seattle has been surging again, and Toronto, we know what Toronto is. So this is going to be an incredible series. Now, both these guys won't lose ground on each other provided there's a sweep. What do you think? Who are you fading? This is a very, very tough uh, series to really break down. It is. I'm going to continue to ride Boston. Uh, I just think I, I trust Boston more. I trust the lineup more. I trust the pitching more. You saw it on Wednesday night. Chris Dale was all over the strikeout prop. Uh, looked excellent. Uh, you know, and Boston looks good right now. And uh, I like that lineup. I just, they got the guys with the postseason experience. Like, I know that some people, you know, Kyle Schwarber kind of is what Kyle Schwarber is. But you saw it the other night, man. He homered twice. When he gets hot, he gets hot. He'll have that month where he's just on an absolute tear. I like the lineup. I don't trust the Yankees bullpen. He's, even if even as they get healthier here down the stretch, or say they're getting healthier down the stretch and adding guys, I, I trust Boston. So I'm going to be all over Boston this weekend. This is a series, to be honest, man, I wish I could be in attendance for this. This is going to feel, I mean, this is the postseason beginning this weekend. This is going to be awesome. And the fact that it's Boston and New York, I know a lot of people get sick of it, especially people in the smaller markets. You know, the Milwaukee's are like, yeah, I feel like every Sunday night baseball game is Boston and New York, but this series this weekend, like rightfully so, it's going to be awesome. I hope I'm not breaking too many Yankees fans' hearts. I'm with you on this. Boston. I'm fading yeah. the New York Yankees. I think Boston will take this series. Most likely will not sweep. I think it's going to be a 2-1 series. Um, take a look at those lines. They're going to be very interesting. Not to mention, those lines are going to be, I think the money lines in these games are going to be pretty even throughout the entire weekend. Take a good look at those on BetMGM and uh, you know make your picks. It's going to be basically, make your picks based on pitching matchups because like you said, I really, really like the Boston Red Sox pitching over the Yankees pitching, and it's all down to one thing. If Boston keeps rocking the yellow unis, they yeah. will not lose. That's the thing, man. The yellow unis. They have went super superstitious on us all. I love them. We were going back and forth on this on our show, man. I love, I love the unis. What, what say you on that? I don't love the unis, but here's the thing, because they, they're carbon copies of like my old UCLA unis to the point where the helmet is the, the hat is the exact same hat I wore at UCLA. So it's fine. It doesn't bother me. I, I It's one of my least favorite City Connect uniforms because I, I just don't really understand it all that much. The only City Connect uniform I like, in fact, has been the Chicago White Sox. The rest of them I, I actually kind of hate. You know what sucks being a Cubs fan, man, and being from the north side is I love those White Sox unis so bad. I want to buy in, and you can't do it. You can't. You can't root for both teams. <laughs> I had this. I had this conversation with my dad the other day. I said, I got. I got to be honest, man. I, I know it's against the rules, but I kind of like this White Sox team. And even my dad, after thirty years of telling me you can't root for both teams in Chicago, he's like, you know what? Kind of root for this team too. I'm kind of rooting for them to win the World Series. Since that, they've been a disappointment. Uh, Give me this real quick for Sunday night because it will be the Sunday night baseball game, of course. Yankees-Red Sox. It's a pitching matchup we actually know. Montgomery against Rodriguez. Where would you lean on Sunday night? I don't trust Montgomery. Yeah, yeah, I don't trust Montgomery at all. It's just the truth. And I know that Yankee fans won't like hearing that. He's been so up and down, and when he's down, he's 
way down. And this is a big, big, big game. Uh, I would be fading. I would definitely be fading the Yankees on that Sunday night baseball game. And I'll also be muting it so I don't have to listen to A-Rod talking about all his times with the Yankees and everything he has to say. Oh, God. No, thank you. I'll pass on God, that one. God bless him, man. I'll be watching uh, Aaron Rodgers on TV one with the sound on, and then I'll have that one with, with mute on because I'm with you. I mean, it's, become, it's almost become like a talk show. It's like, come on, just tell us what's going on on the field here, A-Rod. It's incredible. It's I, incredible. I was rooting for A-Rod to walk away. I wanted A-Rod and J-Lo to get the Mets so bad. You so knew he doesn't play Sunday Night Baseball anymore? Well, yeah. Well, that and knew that relationship wasn't going to last, man. I mean, J-Lo's got a new boyfriend like every other week. She's with Aflac again. I would have loved to see how that – I mean, the Mets are already a disaster, man. Imagine that situation with A-Rod owning the team. So what you're saying is – and something I agree with. You think J-Lo and Ben Aflac should buy the Mets. I'm with you. Let's do it. Yeah, they should buy the Yanks. <laughs> they should. That'd be great. Hey, I, they uh, could buy my team, man. I trust them more than the Ricketts right now. They probably wouldn't have off my entire uh, World Series squad. Anyway, let's move on. Nobody cares. All right, well, let's stick around with that uh, AL wild card. And we talked about the team that we're both kind of rooting for, but we know most likely won't make it, even though they're only two out right now. And that is the Seattle Mariners taking on the Los Angeles Angels. And we know the Angels quite frankly, aren't very good. So this could be a real opportunity, especially whatever happens on Thursday between the A's and the Mariners, because as of right now, we do not know the result of that ball game. I think this could be an extremely interesting series because if the Angels just tank this series and say the Mariners sweep it, there is a real possibility that we can have the both the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees out of wildcard contention and you might get a Toronto-Seattle scenario. And honestly, it's what I'm rooting for just because it's something new. Yeah, so I was going to ask you, do you think there's a legit shot of that? Because I think Seattle, I think they sweep this weekend. Against I think Boston they're going to sweep this weekend too. The question like, is, is just how is Toronto going to do in Minnesota? And of course, neither of these teams, unless there's a sweep in, in the Bronx, neither of these teams are going to really lose much ground. They might drop a game further back, but... I just think it's an opportunity for the Mariners to just claw up a little bit more, and it's something I want to see, and it's something I want to mention on this. The other wild card team in the mix, Oakland and Houston. I'm I'm fading Oakland. I think Oakland's about to fade out of the picture by the end of this weekend. I agree. After uh, after Wednesday night, I'm done with Oakland, man. I uh, I am out on them. I think that if anything, I give the Mariners a better shot at actually getting into the postseason. Their young dudes have stepped up lately, man. For for Seattle, whereas Oakland, I think they're starting to fade away. I think Houston's going to look to get right this weekend, heading into the postseason. Looked at the pitching matchups. I'll be playing Houston, if anything. You know, we'll take a look at the prices, obviously. Here on Thursday, we don't have any for the weekend, but there's going to be a couple times this weekend where I look to fade Oakland, and uh, I think rightfully so. We'll see what they're able to do this offseason, if anything. We'll see where they're at next season. Uh, yeah. But, I, 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 you know, I do think that um, – they're in trouble this weekend in Houston. And I think Seattle's going to come away with a sweep. So hopefully on Monday, man, we have some uh, we have some chaos. That's what I'm rooting for. Just just a reason to watch every night until we get to the postseason. Because, I mean, we know who the true contenders are. We always think that we do. So I can't wait to get into the postseason. But um, right now here down the stretch, there's only a couple things, you know, a couple teams that are still alive for this wild card spot. So I'm hoping we get some chaos down the stretch. And it'd be nice Me to see too. Seattle in the mix, man, some new blood. Man, it would be so nice to see, see Seattle in the mix. We actually brought it up on this show how much – like, I am on the belief that the Seattle Mariners should have been the Atlanta Braves in the 90s and the AL side. There's no reason that team shouldn't have been in the World Series 
every single year with that absurd all-star team. They were rocking out there in the Northwest. Uh, another massive game this weekend, series, I should say. I think this is it. I think this is it for the San Diego Padres, ladies and gentlemen. They got the Atlanta Braves coming in. They're already six out of the wild card. It's already pretty much over. Um, the, whatever the Padres do in the offseason, they've already made some front office changes. Well, if you can call them that, they just changed guys who are already in positions into new positions. I'm really worried about not only the Padres this season, obviously their season's over. I'm extremely worried about the Padres going forward. Um, they've already completely given up their entire minor league system to get their hands on Blake Snell. They went from the best minor league system to one of the worst in a span of six months. Um, this is going to be uh, this is going to be a trying time if this team doesn't win next year because they're not winning this year and I'm fading them hard against Atlanta. You know, Duvall has been absolutely massacring baseballs. This team is going to get into the playoffs and most likely, and I'm afraid to say it, do well. So that was the only thing. So like when they like they kind of like sold out to contend right now, right? I mean, you just mm -hmm. talked about the farm system, which they pretty much gutted. Usually you do that when you know you have like a World Series contender. And, I, and on paper, they should, right? I mean, you look at that lineup, you look at the pitching staff, like they add you Darvish. Granted, he's what, 34, 35 years old. Blake Snell, who should have won a World Series last year, was pitching excellent in the deciding game. But still, now it's like, where do you go from here? I look at this series, man, and maybe – Maybe I'll back San Diego, if anything, on Sunday because you got Musgrove going against Chavez. But I don't even know. Um, that'd probably be the only time because I'm with you. So now where do they go in the future? Like, what do they need? I was really rooting for them, obviously, to land Max Scherzer. And I was getting all these texts like, Scherzer to the Padres all day long, Scherzer to the Padres. And then, of course, ends up going to the Dodgers with Trey Turner. Um, but, but it's just now what do you do, though? Because I love what they did. I love the additions they made. But, man, like, if you're going to – make those kind of moves and butcher your farm system and you don't win a world series within like two to three years. It's kind of a disaster, right? Obviously it's not kind of a disaster. It's I mean, a disaster. It's and uh, by the way, of the trades they made, one of which was for Joe Musgrove. And that was an amazing trade. It's honestly yeah. the best trade they made. The Darvish trade. I honestly didn't think was that bad for him either. They didn't give up much for Hugh Darvish, no, but Blake Snell, they literally gave the Rays the 2025 world series team is what they right. did. Right. And it's a it's going to be a problem for the Padres going forward. I'm worried about this franchise. I have personal feelings about the franchise. They were the team that called me up to the big leagues. I love that team. Um, so it really hurts to say that I am truly, truly worried about where that franchise is going. Another franchise that doesn't seem to be going in the right direction is the New York Mets. And they got the Milwaukee Brewers this weekend. Now, we know what the Brewers are. However, the Brewers have really been stumbling lately. They have not yeah. been playing like the Brewers. They've been getting absolutely boat raced by St. Louis this week. Is this time to panic a little bit in Milwaukee? Because a lot of people are picking this team to possibly win the World Series. Yeah, and this is not what you want to see if you you know if you're a Brewer fan from a team that like let's face it has never really won anything. I mean, you went to the postseason, you went to the NLCS against the Dodgers a couple of years back and took them to seven games, but since then, I mean, you haven't won anything, so I don't know why they're getting complacent here. They're still, I mean, 30 games above 500. They have 91 wins this season. Good thing for them is Freddie Peralta comes off the IL short stint, but he's starting to look like himself a little bit, gave up just three runs in his uh, last appearance. And it was against the Cardinals who are the hottest team in all of baseball. So he's been solid. I still like that rotation, but yeah, I don't think they should be getting complacent here. Um, but what a perfect series to get right against the Mets. I do expect the, I'll be back in the Brewers this weekend. There's the Mets are just an enigma, man. Every time you think you have the Mets figured out, 
they've been a disaster. I will say this though. Javi Baez has been hitting the baseball uh, here the last couple of weeks. He's going to get himself. I was, I was wondering what he was going to, what he was going to make this off season. Like what is, what is Javi Baez still going to command on the open market? You know, did he cost himself some money? He's been on a tear, but I don't trust that team. So I'll be looking to play the Brewers at the right price this weekend, hopefully to get right. But I would be a little concerned if I had the Brewers world series future because they've been stumbling here down the stretch. And I just, you know, I kind of agree with what you were saying a couple weeks back. They were scoring a bunch of runs. They were playing really good baseball. But again, they're playing against the Pirates, the Reds, you know, some favorable matchups against the AL. I do worry, like, are they going to have enough offense in the postseason? Pitching wins, obviously, but are they going to have enough? And like down the stretch here, the lineups concern me a little bit. Yeah, and it concerns me as well. But hey, you know, this is a very talented team over there in yeah. Milwaukee. And they, they, it's pitching. If they, if this team pitches, if that three-headed monster they have over there, a Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta pitches to their capability, there's not a single team they cannot beat in a four-game series. Because game four is going to come around, and it ain't going to be the number four starter. You got Corey Burns to deal with again. That's the, the thing. Yeah. You, don't, you, know, you don't have Brett Anderson, you know, going out there and having a, a blister in the third inning. You know, those, if you could just have those three, you obviously trust those three guys. That's why I'm so scared of that team, you know? Yeah. They're, 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 they are a terrifying team to play against. You come across them in October, it is not out of the realm of possibility. They can sweep the Dodgers. They could sweep the Giants. They could take this World Series. They really can. There is more parity going into the playoffs this year than I think we have had in a while. It truly is anybody's game. Yeah, the favorites are probably the Dodgers and the Rays. But if the Dodgers go in there in the wild card spot, then I don't think there's a single favorite in either league. No, I'm with you. That's why, I mean, I can't wait to get to the postseason. It is wide open this year. You know, any other sport, like, you have a you have a pretty good idea. I say baseball and football, and sometimes, you know, in the NHL, obviously, except for the last couple of years with Tampa Bay. That's what I love about it, though, man. There's fluky stuff happens, especially with this wild card. Like, there's a chance that we're going to be watching the best team in baseball playing a one-game playoff with the Dodgers. It's just wild. It's insane. It's insane, which makes me think that Major League Baseball does need to kind of still, as much as I love this playoff setup, I think they still need to revisit it and kind of make some adjustments because we should not have a 100-win team playing a one-game playoff. We just what, should not. What do you think about the three-game playoff, just like or the best-of-five series, something like that? How, how, what would you do? See, I'm a big fan of doing a best-of-three series for Same. the wild card. However, I'm going to immediately torpedo that point I just made, and here's what it is. I can't sit here and pretend that the best game of every year has been the wild card games. It oh, has been incredibly intense, incredibly fun. They're amazing games. And honestly, the best game of the postseason every single year. And if you do make it a three game series, do we still have that? I got to tell you this, though. We're right. We'll, we'll, OK, so it's fun unless your team is playing. And again, I do got to do it one more time. I got to go back to being a Cubs fan. So a couple of years ago, it worked out when they beat the Pirates. But still, man, you're on the edge of your seat. It's just not fair. I mean, game seven, that is what it is. Game seven of the World Series is is nerve wracking, let me tell you. But when you have an 100 win team, you have to go to game 163 where you lose to the Milwaukee Brewers of all teams in your division. And then you lose to the Colorado Rockies. In a fluky game, and your season just ends like that after a hundred wins, it sucks. So it's fun yeah. as a fan, a, as a baseball fan, but if it's your team playing in that one game wild card, you absolutely hate it. You want the best of three series, way too yep. fluky. 
Yep, I agree with you, and that's that's the downside. However, as a baseball fan, I mean, it's just a give-and-take right. thing. you you got to decide what it is, and I do think Major League Baseball does need to make adjustments. I don't know if that's the right adjustment. It's going to take more smart people than me to get that done. But before we go and before we uh, sign off here on BetMGM MLB Podcast powered by BetQL, we need to talk to you guys about another set of futures. And what do we have on the docket today, Ryan? All right, so we are looking at the NL Cy Young where Max Scherzer is all of a sudden a minus 250 favorite. A couple weeks back when we started this podcast, it looked like Walker Buehler was going to run away with the award. He's now plus 1,600 after his free fall, 16 to 1. Better odds than him, my guy Corbin Burns, plus 190. (laughs) I need one more solid start. Maybe Scherzer goes out there and gets rocked. It's not happening, man. I hate to be uh, Chalky McChalkerson. But Scherzer is going to be the NL Cy Young. He's minus 250. I am rooting for Brandon Woodruff. He's now uh, plus 5,000 over at BetMGM. Uh, I was talking about him early in the spring. People were giving me a hard time. He's been solid. But he's got a guy that's uh, in the same rotation with better odds right now. And Corbin Burns plus 190. For me, it's Scherzer. What about you? Okay, for me, it is also Scherzer, and it just is. Since he's joined the Dodgers, he has a below 0.8 ERA. He is 7-0. and He has done incredible things since becoming a Los Angeles Dodger. By the way, this was a guy that wasn't even on the all-star team this year right. until a late ad of which he became the starter and then is running away with the, the Cy Young. What Scherzer is doing at the age of 37 years old is biblical. Quite frankly, he is doing so. He's basically doing right now what we were going so crazy about in the first half of the season that Jacob deGrom was doing, with the exception of not getting a couple of base hits. Um, Max Scherzer, unreal. The only thing that makes me sad is the absolute collapse of Walker Bueller, because as of two weeks ago, there was not even a second contender. Walker Bueller was standing there by himself on the podium, and he went out and had three rocky starts. Exactly, man. But you know what will make up for it for Walker Buehler is winning another World Series. Yes, I, it will. I, I think I think he'll take that over the Cy Young. I almost forget about Jake DeGrom. How sad is that, man? Oh, And what a yeah. ridiculous season he was putting together. I know that was chalky, but, I mean, I play DeGrom to win the Cy Young every year. It's, 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 it's a great bet, but the only problem is it's either DeGrom's winning a Cy Young or DeGrom's only pitch, or, you know, he's only making 15 to 18 appearances. But, man, I'm hoping he gets himself right. I want listeners to truly understand what, what Jacob DeGrom was doing was yeah. so unheard of. Video I will, I, he's the only pitcher I've ever seen who I truly believe was pushing the boundaries of what a pitcher can do. Right. And, and it's amazing what he has done. The amount of growth that he has actually had since 2015 when he first really put himself massively on the map as one of the game's best is crazy. Yeah. Now, if you do it and stay healthy and that's what it's going to all come down to and this season was um quite frankly as someone who's enjoying it it was a bit heartbreaking i wanted to see what else he can do and i'm hoping next year is the year we see that version of jacob Degrom for 162 same here same here yeah i love it man well i'm agreeing with you on that i really think max scherzer is going to take it and i hope you guys yeah. agree too unfortunately there's just not a lot of value on it but no. that's most likely what's going to be but if you put picked yourself a max scherzer flyer say three weeks ago you are sitting on one hell of a ticket as we speak so not unlike the ticket that you currently have for shohei otani which we can all agree that yeah. entire battle is over for the al mvp i really hope so man i'm sick of the first take uh type uh debates where anybody but otani is the mvp you know Vlad, hey Vlad could win like honestly he could win it five of the next seven years and i'm cool with that it's otani's year so yeah. Ota- 
We've never seen this before in Major League Baseball history. This is like something straight out of a movie. He's obviously the MVP. I wish – now, I will tell you this. I wish Mike Trout was able to stay healthy, and I wish that team was better. Because the other other dumb bet I make every year is them to win the division. Maybe next year, though. I I do think they're going to end up uh, with some free agents spending some money. I hope they do. I really, really hope they do. But this is actually true. Just to finish off Belnotani, yeah. someone posted on Twitter yesterday this just to show the historical significance of what Vladimir Guerrero is doing. He is one of five guys to ever have this season. They posted the five pictures. I'm like, great. I agree. He's doing incredible things. Here's what Otani's doing. And here are the no other pictures of anyone because he's doing something that's literally never been done in history of Major League Baseball. He's the yeah. MVP. Can we stop? Exactly. It's him and like what Robert Redford was supposed to be in the movie, The Natural, <laughs> like and then Babe Ruth, like, you know what I mean? But th- exactly. You see other dudes on that list. So it's his year. Um, yep. And I can't wait to cash that ticket, man. But I'm with you. Like, there's no value in uh, in jumping on Scherzer. But I will say this. It's crazy, though. And that's how, you know, that's why you should jump on some of these long shots uh, in the market, you know, because we didn't even know. I mean, a couple months ago, we thought Scherzer was just going to finish his career in Washington. You know what I mean? That they weren't going to move him. And even if they were going to finish dead last in that division, he wasn't going anywhere. And if he doesn't go to Los Angeles, I don't think we're talking about him as a Cy Young candidate. Not that he wouldn't bring it every start still because it's Scherzer. He's a lunatic. But if he's not in Los Angeles, like, you know what I mean? It was like his like third win going there. Yeah, it's it's been staggering, staggering to watch. And I truly, truly loved your Roy Hobbs reference. And I don't think there's a better way to end this show than that. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of BetMGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL. I am Cody Decker. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Decker6. And of course, Ryan Horvat, where can they follow you? Uh, At Ryan Horvat. There you go. Perfect. Easy peasy, guys. We'll be back here next week on uh, for a next show that we will tape on Monday. Have a great weekend. Enjoy this weekend of baseball. It is going to be chaotic. And we will come back to you next week with probably an entirely different playoff slate again.